Okay, Boker Tov, we're going to go back just a few lines because although we finished the story, the story continues. So this is going to be a quick review for the first minute or two. Amalei Ravashi Bar Kipok. Ravashi said to Bar Kipok. Bar Kipok was one of the eulogists. And uh, he said, Ahu Yoma, on that day when I die, my Amr, what are you going to say about me? So Amalei, he said, this is what I'm going to say about you. Amina, I will say, Im barazim nafla shalhevis. If upon the cedar trees a flame has fallen, mayasu is over here. What will those of the hyssops of the wall do? So again, we're saying if such a big tzaddik dies, what's going to be with us? All right. Livyasan bechikohala. If the leviathan was lifted from the sea with a fish hook, mayasu tgay rakak. What are the small fry going to do? Okay. Or a third example was benachol shotef nafla chika. If into a rushing stream, dryness descends, what will the stagnant pond waters do? So that's what uh, he told him. Again, this is Rav Ashi. Uh, asked Barkeepa, what are you going to say about me? Now Baravin was listening, and Omerle Baravin, Rav Avin said, God forbid you shouldn't say things. You're comparing this tzaddik that he's dying like what? We're ever going to talk about a fish hook or a flame regarding the righteous? So that's, you know, it's not respectable to say that the big rabbi is like a fish that's caught on a hook. So I don't think that's a nice thing to say. So this is again Bar Avin criticizing Bar Pikbuk um, as to what would be said for the eulogy of Ravashi. So now... So Barkipok therefore said to Ravi, so now what would you say? Amino, I would say, let's cry for the mourners, and not for the lost object, meaning the person who died. Because the person who died is going to peace, and we are going to sigh. In other words, we're going to be suffering. So basically he's saying, you know, don't mourn for the dead, the dead are tranquil, we're the ones who suffer for missing him. That's where we ended it yesterday. But the story continues. So this was um, uh, so, so when he said, when Bar Avin says, Bar Avin says, this is what I would say for the eulogy for this tzaddik. So now we have to know now Rav Ashi's reaction to all these things. Okay, because Remember, he was the one who said, what are you going to say at my eulogy? So the first guy said one thing, they said, that's not nice, this thing you should say. So now, Rav Ashi felt dejected because of the remarks offered by the eulogists. Why? Because even Bar Avin suggested eulogy. That's saying what? That, oh, the one that's lost. But what, what are you calling me, a lost object? Okay. The soul of the righteous isn't lost at all. It remains eternally with Hashem. It's not lost. It's finally found its way. If anything, when you're in this world, you're a lost object. You're trying to find your way back home. Okay? Rabbi Shlomo ben Hayyasom explains further that instead of eagerly offering Ravashi samples of their planned eulogies, they should have told him, may you live many more years. Who can ever imagine eulogizing you? I mean, it is kind of a morbid topic. You know, certain topics, you know, like 
best stay away from. I don't know if I don't know if your wives ever bring up this subject, but if they do, just stay away from it. You know, if I die first, will you remarry? Yeah. You know, one of these lines. You're dead. Whatever you say, whatever you say, That's you're wrong. you're finished. If you if you say if you say yes, I would remarry. What? I'm not important. How could you ever? And if and if you say no, you're gonna say how can we even talk about me dying? Yeah, but you brought it up. Yeah, but you continue to just just say you're not dying. You know what's gonna be. At 120, we're both going to die at the same time in our arms, and that's uh, and that's the end. Nothing more to talk about. I'm telling you. Well, you know what? So you'll go. You know, I think at that, I think yeah, at that point you don't care. You don't care. You can barely move. So it's exactly. You You know, but, but, but that's all. You just you just say. You know, my wife tried it a couple times. I said, no, nothing doing. We're both dying together. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, but what, no what ifs. It's just not going to be. And that's why I don't want to think about it. Or you could say, if you die, I'd kill myself. You know, even though it's not allowed, but make your wife happy, you know. Then she'll feel sorry for you. Then say, no, don't kill yourself. No, really, you know what? Maybe you should marry somebody. <laughs> Whatever you do, you're gonna lose. I'm just telling you, stay out of the topic. So it's like, hey, what is this? It's interesting why he. Yeah, but let, didn't we learn in the Gemara that Teddy dies afterwards and man should remarry? Can remarry, but there. Okay, let, well, certain topics you don't discuss with your wives. That's all. You, you're just gonna lose. You're not gonna get supper that day. You're gonna have to say you're sorry. You're gonna have to buy your chocolates. Just say we're not dying. That's all. Okay. All right, that's that's. I made it up with my wife. We're both dying together. That's it, and finished, and that's the end of it. Okay. Anyway, so this rabbi Ravashi felt very bad. Like he, he didn't like even what the other rabbi was saying. According to the explanation that Barkipok and Baravin. Okay. Uh, no, so that's different. I don't want to go there now. Then and subsequently, now since Ravashi felt bad. So these two guys, both of their eulogies, they would have said, were not satisfactory. Well, they got punished because when, when Hashem sees that Sadik is aggravated, he takes up his cause. So their feet became inverted. Don't ask me how that happens because they caused him distress. They had a crippling illness that caused their feet to go twisted so that the souls faced upwards. Uh, I don't know how that could happen. So had they attempted to walk, the tops of their feet, when their soles would have touched the ground. Okay. So anyway, so that not a good thing. And therefore, they're basically crippled. So now what happened? Hahu Yoma, on that day that Ravashi did die. Lo <laughs> These two guys did not come to eulogize him. They could, well, they could have come with a with a wheelchair, whatever. They declined to offer any eulogies because they already were punished and and or they were unable because they were handicapped and they couldn't stand. So anyway, they didn't get him. So I guess they got a uh, a different eulogizer to step in. Okay. Now, final comment. Vahainu Ravashi, and this is the meeting when Rav Ashi 
would say the following halacha regarding the mitzvah of chalitza to a woman whose husband died and she has they had no children and the brother has doesn't want to marry gives chalitza. So what did he say about these two eulogizers? If they could they ever be possible to have a chalitza? So lo bar kipuk chalitz, neither bar kipuk is fit for chalitza. Below Baravin Chalitza, and neither can Baravin have a Chalitza because their feet don't work. A man whose foot is inverted is unfit for Chalitza because the Torah says you shall remove his shoe from upon his foot. And that excludes the case where the removal must be done from beneath his foot. Again, I can't, because remember, his foot was upside down. So if he has a shoe, the shoe is an upside down shoe. Like I can't even. Either way, they can't do chalitza with it. So I can't really understand that. But you know, go go ask a podiatrist how you can have your foot turns upside down, and it's like. But anyway, that was the story. Next, uh, we continue on. Sorry, this is not like thrilling Gomorrah with the halachas and all this stuff. I had this last night with the other class. But anyway, we got to do what we got to do. Another story with Ravavin. We're talking about Ravavin. So Rava, Kihava Asa When Rava was approaching the Tigris River and he wanted to cross it. Problem is, it's a big river. Baravin. He said to Baravin, Kum Eimamilsa, arise and say a certain kind of prayer so I should cross this dangerous river properly. Okay, uh, now the meaning is that when the river rose to flood level, Rava, who lived in Mechuzah, a city situated on the banks of the Tigris, invited the famed eulogist and speaker to offer public prayer on behalf of the people living in the low lying areas. Obviously, this story had to happen before the story we just said, because I don't know how he could get there with his inverted feet. Anyway, say a prayer for us. It's a dangerous situation. You're a eulogist. You probably know what kind of prayers to say. So Koivam Ravavin rose and he said, Bo, oh, he's speaking very cryptically here. Bo rov shlishi spamain. The majority of the third has entered the water. So what does that mean? So here's the code. The word shlishi, the third, refers to the Jewish nation. That's a term that was used in the book of Yeshaya. And Rov Shlishis means the majority of the third. So that refers to Rava, who because of his stature is considered equal to the majority of the nation. All right, anyway, so this, uh, the majority of the nation, so, so come, the majority of the nation has entered the water. So in other words, this is, um, what's his name, Rava. So he's here. So Zohar Verachim, remember and have mercy. Ta'inu me'achrecha ki'isha mabala. We have strayed from following you like a wife who has strayed from her husband. Al tasnichenu ke'os me'marah. Do not forsake us like the sign of the bitter waters, which is when you give a soul to the drink. So don't leave us. Okay, that's the distress. So Baravin said, in spite of our sins... Don't harm us through the waters of the Tigris. Okay, one little story. Now we get a mnemonic.
to tell us about a number of more eulogies, and that's the Numanic Chonin Yochan Zera Abba Yaakov Yosei Shmuel Chiyam Menachem Simon. Okay. Uh, anyway, they're all cited below. There's their first names, whatever. So we're getting about eight more stories or eulogies and things like that. Okay, let's start with the first one. Rabbi Chonin was a son-in-law in the house of the Nasi, who's married to the Nasi's daughter. But he did not have any children. Boy, he prayed, and he had a child. It's a big simcha, not to be. Ahu yoma dahavale nochnafshe. On that very day that the child was born, Rab Chonin passed away. Okay. So now the eulogist has to say eulogy over Rab Chonin, which is bittersweet because he finally had a child and he has to now give a eulogy for the father. So what does he say? See, if you ever have to be a eulogist, you know, rabbis, you, you know, can defer to this Gemara in case it has almost every possible bad situation. If you're not sure what to say, the Gemara tells you what to say. Simcha letuganefa, gladness has turned into sour, uh, sorrow. That was from the book of Esther, which was the opposite, where there sorrow turned into gladness. So this is the opposite. Gladness turns into sorrow. Soson v'yogon nidvaku. And joy and sadness have been attached together, which is usually not something that happened. At the time of the gladness, he sighed. Meaning to say, at the time Rav Hanin should have joined the son that he wanted, instead he sighed in knowledge that he would not live to raise him. Now, the Marsha said, why three? There's three different analogies he's doing over here. So he taught three inverses of joy to sorrow allow, allude to three contra- contrasting events. The first birth of a firstborn son brings with it three days of celebration. The day of the birth, the day of the circumcision, and the day of the pidyon event. So there have been three simchas, right? And these dates coincide with three periods of mourning. The day of Rav Hanan's death the conclusion of the seven-day mourning period, the Shiva, and the conclusion of the 30 days of grief. So that's already a clever, very brief... Now again, he's speaking to rabbis who understand the nuances. Big does go, oh, so why, why are you saying the same thing three times? So if we would have to do this, we would say, oh, instead of the day of birth being happy, that turned out to be a sad day. Instead of the bris, instead we're going to have Shiva. Instead of... Um, having opinion of Ben, we're having a shloshim. So that is, um, but he's not finished, he's still eulogizing. Be'es Chaninoso, he's playing on the words now. Remember the rabbi's name was Rav Chanin. And Chanin comes from the word Chain, which is charm, like Chain. So Be'es Chaninos, at the time that the child was favored with life, Avad Chanino, the one who sought favor for him, was lost. Okay. All right, so it's playing on these words, Hanan. Okay, Asikule, and now the, what happened then? Asikule Hanan al Therefore, they named the child Hanan after his father's name, which was Chonin. So they called him Hanan, which makes sense. So Yamod Hanan ben Chonin. 
Okay, that's story number one. Story number two. Kinach nafshed Rabbi Yochanan when Rabbi Yochanan passed away. Pasgalah Rabbi Yitzchak ben Elazar. Yitzchak said the following eulogy. Kosha hayom liYisrael. This day is difficult for the Jewish people. Just as difficult as what? Kiyom bo Hashemish b'tzeraim. As a day when the sun sets at midday, and that's one of the classic lines that you hear at eulogies in Eretz Yisrael when a tzaddik dies. Young. That's going to be the question in a minute. Rabbi Yochanan did not die so young. But anyway, we'll see. But anyway, that's the statement of the suffering. And now there's a Pasuk that mentions such a concept. And this is in the book of Amos. And it should be on that day. That I will bring down the sun at midday. Okay. And who? And for Amr Rabbi Yochanan. So what did Rabbi. Now he's saying Torah over from Rabbi Yochanan. He's eulogizing Rabbi Yochanan, and now he's using a piece of Torah that Rabbi Yochanan had said on that very same Pasuk. That's why he's using the Pasuk. The son of son of day. <coughs> what was the prophet Isaiah talking about? So Rabbi Yochanan said, say, Yomo Shel Yoshiahu. That was the day of Yoshiahu. And what was that? That was the famous, we say, this is, uh, I think it's number 11, in the Kinos. Remember the whole story of the Oshio, who was the king of, of the Jewish people, and he got them all to do tshuva. He got rid of Avodazari, he got rid of everything. And then Paro Necho wanted to travel through his land just to go through to fight another king, and he didn't let him because he said, if we're doing the will of Hashem, no Goyish king will go through you. And the prophet Yoshio says, no, 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 don't do that. Let him go through, etc., etc. You don't know. Jews are behind your back, are worshiping idols. And he didn't know that. Uh, and he didn't accept what the Navi said. And then, of course, what happened when the Egyptians went to battle with him, they all aimed for Yoshio, and they killed him with hundreds of uh, arrows, and they made his body like a sieve. And anyway, that was a case of the fellow should have lived much longer. And what was so sad about that is because he was really the last good king that we had before the temple got destroyed and everything went downhill after that. So Rabbi Yochanan applied the words of Isaiah the prophet who says that the sun has set in midday and that's what Rabbi Yochanan said about that. That's all that footnote over there. So therefore, that's why the eulogist is using his drusha for that. Now the problem is Rabbi Yochanan was quite advanced in years when he passed away. According to the standard editions of Rabbi Seirigon, Rabbi Yochanan stood at the head of the yeshiva for 80 years. Okay, so he obviously was not a young fellow if he was the Rashi for 80 years. But I guess, you know, since he said that vort, since that was an idea he said, so they applied it with him. Okay. Maybe he was as as vigorous as a young fellow. He wasn't like a decrepit old man who's going to die any minute. Could be he was a healthy fellow and died, and that's at midday. Okay, so that was one story with Rabbi Yochanan. Another story with Rabbi Yochanan. Kinoch nafshed Rabbi Yochanan when Rabbi Yochanan passed away. Yosef Ravami Shiva Shloshim. Ravami, who was a student, he observed a complete shiva and a complete 30 days as for a normal relative. That's a little bit unusual. 
Amar Rabbi Abba braided Rabbi Chia Barabba. So Rabbi Abba said to him, Rabbi Ami to Ovid, Rabbi Ami who did this, he's coming again, Lagarmehu David. He did according to his opinion. But nobody rules that you mourn like that for a student, for a rabbi. You may rip your garment. We've said this, you rip your garment sometimes. But to treat him like a parent and to have regular shiva, regular shloshim, that's just his own opinion. If he did it, okay. He felt very emotionally connected. This and that, but it shouldn't be followed. Because in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Which was the guy's Rebbe. Even your primary teacher who taught you wisdom, you only mourn for him one day in honor of the of your primary teacher. That's it. No Shiva, no Shloshim. So that, that's how we paskin. Even if he was your big Rebbe and taught you everything, you can rip your garment and you could sit one day, Shiva. But that's it. Now, another story. Kinoch, Nafshed Reb Zerah, and when Reb Zerah passed away, Pasuk Aleho Saftana, so the eulogist began with the following statement. Eretz Shinor, Shinor is a reference to Bavel, the land of Shinor, Hara, conceived, Fialda, and gave birth to Reb Zerah. Reb Zerah was born in Bavel. But Eretz Tzvi, but the coveted land, that's Eretz Yisrael, Gidla Shashua raised her delights, meaning the delights of Bavel, which means Terbzer was born in Bavel, where he studied under Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda, and then he moved to Eretz Yisrael, where he got greatness and received smicha there. That's why he's sometimes called Rav Zera while he was in Bavel, and sometimes Rebbe Zera, because then when you get smicha, that's what you're called. The name changes over there. So again, poetically he's saying, Bavel gave birth. The land of Israel raised the delight of Bavel. Oi no lo amr rakis. Woe to her, says rakis. Rakis is another name for Tiveria. We'll see why that fits in. Ki of the klichem dasa, for her precious instrument is lost. Rabzera died in Tiveria. Okay. And this is also Ki Avda uh, or Oilanu. This is like this phrase of Oinala is taken from Kinos, where it says, Nafla teres Roshenu Oinalanu Kichatanu. We lost the crown, so to speak, of the head has fallen, woe for our sins. So Rabzera, who personified Torah, so therefore we have all three aspects of his life. All right. Kinach nafshed Ravabo when Ravabo passed away. Here's very unusual. Achiso amude de kesari mai the pillars of Caesarea shed water, so to speak. That means there was some moisture seeped out of the pillars, whatever that could have been from condensation or whatever. But it was no coincidence. It's like they the pillars were weeping for his death. Okay, the Rabbi Yossi, when Rabbi Yossi passed away, Shafu the gutters of Tsipora, that's a place, spouted blood. So, according to the Jerusalem Talmud, the blood was symbolic of the fact that Rabbi Yossi had fearlessly championed the mitzvah of Brismila even during the circumcisions. 
So it wasn't blood, but what was it? Discolored water. You know, sometimes you have water that is with uh, stuff that decays, so it gets discolored, rust. So rusty water came there. When the Rabbi Yaakov, when Rabbi Yaakov passed away, the stars were visible during the day. Whoa, usually the sunlight does not allow the stars to be seen. But again, if quote-unquote the sun sets at midday, so then the stars can come out. So maybe it was just a very, very dark day. I mean, the truth of the matter is the stars are out there in the middle of the day, but the sun is blazing. So I guess maybe some kind of full eclipse, maybe. Like a complete... I wonder, even when there's a full eclipse, you can't see stars. It depends how full the eclipse is. Anyway, I don't know. Anyways. Anyway, the Ravasi, when Ravasi passed away, Iraq, all the trees were uprooted. A big uh, tornado came and knocked down all the trees. The Rabchia, when Rabchia passed away, Nechisa Kippur and Urakia, fiery stones descended from the sky. Okay, maybe meteor, little pieces of meteor, whatever. The Rav Menachem, when Rav Nachman, the son of Simoy, passed away, Ishtal Tzalmanase, the graven images of idols, and those on the coins were flattened and became like slabs. Okay, why? Because the image of the saintly deceased had dimmed upon his death. The sage always refrained from looking at images imprinted on a coin. He was called a very holy person. So it's fitting that those images somehow miraculously got worn out. To Rabtam Chumbarchia, when Rabtam Chumbarchia passed away, Iskatsu called Andratia. All the monuments of the deceased kings were cut down because people worshipped them as idols. The Rabbi Elisha, when Rabbi al Yoshev, yeah, here's an example. You have the name Rabbi al Yoshev. Interesting. That's a first name, not a last name. Ichasru Shivin Machtar Tabin Ardoi. Seventy burglaries were perpetuated in the Hardoi. Look at this. Seventy tunnels were dug in the Hardoi. So his merit had protected the criminals. When he died, the criminals uh, were able to get through. So you see, tunnels is not a new invention. The Rav Hamnuna, when Rav Hamnuna passed away, Nachisa Kippa hailstones descended from the sky and caused damage. The Rav and Rav Yosef, when Rav and Rav Yosef passed away, Nasha Kippas the Prasadari, the supporting arches of the bridges over the Euphrates broke and touched each other, and that was a result that represents a lot of instability. One more line of this stuff. Dabai Rav and Abai and Rav passed away. The arches of the bridges over the Tigris touched each other because they lived in that area. passed away. The palm trees produced thorns. Okay, the end of all these things, and when they died, we'll continue tomorrow. So Rabbi Gina says you can see stars in the sun. Sorry? It's possible to see planets in the eclipse of the sun. Oh, okay. I don't think so. That's what it said. It's like twilight. You know what? I guess everybody's so busy looking at the sun. And you always see the actual totality. Any other time. You want to see a picture of this? You can see it on the film. I know.
I know. Oh.